No. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of our pod. As we can see, uh, we have the little fans already. Celebrating hey! the Carabao Cup that they didn't care about for so long, but now they care about it. So. <laughs> <laughs> now they care about it, but it's okay. It's a trophy. Linga, thanks for joining us. Oh my God, you're being so shady about this. <laughs> <laughs> People are champions. It's not, our, it's us. not our biggest thing, but it mattered. It does matter. It, it is a trophy. It is a trophy at the end of the day. <laughs> so let me introduce everybody that will come to you so you can brag. Exactly. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Mr. Toby, aka, I don't know what that is. I'm not going to say that on the phone. <laughs> Putin FC. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. <laughs> And uh, Josh, uh, United fan, thanks for joining us. Uh, yeah, always a pleasure. Of course, we there's nowhere else to start than, you know, Liverpool. Uh, yeah. Win, win the Carabao Cup. Yeah, I've got to say, it's been fun to be a Liverpool supporter. Okay. It's been fun. So tell us about yeah. the game. What, like I in mean, the last five years or in, like in the last 30? <laughs> I mean, so I'm 32, 31. Okay. And some of those years have been good and a lot of them have been terrible. But like the last decade, not decade, last six years have been great. So let me just shout it out to Jurgen. Wait, can you hear me? Yeah, we can. Go ahead. Oh, oh my God, I keep going. Okay. So I'm glad we won. That was just, I guess in my mind, that was a really good game of football. Mm hmm. And it was horrible as a Liverpool fan. I have a lot of critiques of what we did defensively. Okay. But if you're neutral, if you support, I guess, Arsenal or whatever, whoever keeps coming in with big talk, like, that was just a good game of football. And I'm really excited that, you know, during Black History Month, Kappa, Kappa was brought on. Monday would have won it. We'll see. You Monday so? would have I, I don't think so, but I like that narrative. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, like, you know I literally I literally don't think so at all. To be fair, right? He penalty shootout, right? He did save in the yeah. the final, right? No, I mean Kappa was really good and he's the penalty specialist. Like I was genuinely like, oh shit, we made the wrong choice. Where is Allison? Like I was really not I was not believing us at all. Okay. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Uh, no, no, I, I really wasn't like the one mistake in Kappa. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think I think the I think the majority of what happened was pretty much all the chances they missed, in my opinion, right? Yeah. Penalties is a lottery at the end of the day, I think. Wait, before I go, because I'm still at the party. Um I'm still at the party, but I feel like my tips goal should be good, but I want to hear what you all thought. Uh does anybody want to take it? I can I can tell you what, what I what I thought. Uh, tell me, tell me, tell me. The same I, mean, I know goal, I know I'm biased, but no, no, that's fair. the same goal happened to actually the same goal happened to Varan 
don't play it. Oh, don't, yeah. Same thing happened. Maguire blocked some, just the okay. same scenario. Maguire blocked somebody, but it was slightly offside, and they, they canceled the goal. Same, same scenario against Bongo. So that, they've been consistent with that. Yeah. This is, they, they, they cancel goals like that. Uh, what did the rest of you think? Where's Dada? Is Dada here? He just joined. Oh my god. Okay. <laughs> Dada is very mad at me. I don't get why. <laughs> you've, been, you've been living in California for too long. Ayo, can you check your email? I mean, please? he told me, you know, we're not friends anymore. And I was like, oh. Please, can someone use this lady? I was like, I was like, we were friends? <laughs> <laughs> okay, that I just responded to you. Hi, David. Says and talks. What? Why is Liverpool good? Why is Liverpool good? Because we have everyone. It's like we, we, we are a club that has less money than everyone. Just enough money. To I, I send it to the email I sent it to. I just did. Spirits and all the rest. Okay. If we get a fish and chips, I'd have some fish. I don't think I'm okay. the person I'll to talk to. Chips. I was going to get a salad and have some chips also. So that was good. But have some. It got no history, six Europeans come. Not too late. That's what we call history. <laughs> okay. All right. We're, we're literally in the bar right now. All right. No problem. Thanks for jumping on, though. We're all chopping. All right, take care. Okay, let's jump it on. Also, I I really love the questions though because I think they're very challenging. Ryan, can you hold for me? I think it's a really challenging Chelsea mentality where I'm, I I genuinely like. Of course, Chelsea is so fully sponsored by Roman, and that's really bad, right? That is really bad. And also, they're still trying to like. And also, this soul, like, they didn't choose to invade. So I think a lot of the mentality that I've, the mentality that I've been seeing about, like, oh, fuck Chelsea fans, like, yes, totally, fuck them, but the point is not about the Ukraine, though. I don't know. Does that make sense? Kind of, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Wait, start the whole show, though. Okay. I'm still at the bar. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Dada, thoughts about the game? Uh, man, so it's crazy how, like, you know, I was reading someone's post. Uh, man, that game did not feel like a League Cup final, right? Like, I think historically, and the reason is because, one, historically the League Cup has always been City versus some team that you know they're not going to win. I think the last time City p played a decent side in the League Cup final was... Maybe when they played, uh, I wouldn't even call Spurs a decent side at that time based on form. Yeah. But I think City played, I want to say, uh, Chelsea and ended up um, going to the penalties. I can't remember. Like, and the, So City has won it five times. I can't remember them playing a decent side. Is it they're playing uh, West Brom or some... I'm sorry? I said they played Villa one year. Oh, well, they played Villa, yeah. You know, so that's kind of like what's happened historically. So I think this is like the first time you've seen two teams who uh, can go toe-to-toe -to, -toe to each other. Uh, and also, too, the way things were kind of shaping up, you were expecting – I think both teams really needed the cup 
I think Chelsea for, you know, because we know it's not like we're going to get something. Uh, Liverpool on the other end, I think they're using this cup as a way to build momentum for the Champions League and the League Cup. So it was really, it was a, it was a good game of football if you're neutral. Um, so my thoughts on the game, I felt like Chelsea probably should have won it uh, in the first half, as you guys said. But then it was, the performance was, was what you'd expect of a Chelsea team. Missed chances, good runs, wait to the end and have Kepa winning for us, right? And we've done that, I think, three times in three different competitions. We did it twice in the League Cup. Uh, and then we did it again in the in the um, uh, Super Cup, mm-hmm. right? So that kind of like, hey, Kepa come in. Uh, and it's interesting, like, a lot of penalties has to do with luck, right? Even though Kepa is, you know, quote-unquote good at saving PKs, you know, his luck was bound to run out at some point, right? Um yeah, I mean, it is what it is. It was, it was a decent performance. Um, you know, they kind of kept Salah out of the game for, I want to say, 90% of the time. And then, you know, Salah had a really good chance that he couldn't convert. Uh, and that kind of seemed to be, you know, the the story of the game. But all in all, man, it's not it's not one you lose sleep over. I, 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 didn't, I didn't feel as bad as I thought the loss would feel. I don't know if that makes any sense, but. Okay, okay. Yeah, for you. Let's take comments. Uh okay. I think Anik is just... <laughs> hey daddy dada. Okay. <laughs> <Cheer> <laughs> mommy. Uh come now, Toby. You know he's just mad that what Romy Bro has done more. But have we talked about it? Have we talked about the old Ukraine thing or no? No, we've not. No, that's oh, next, okay. This is the next topic. Why Chrome Cake can't even decide what to do with what of North London? Obama Trump of North London. Can know, we move on? <laughs> It's not worth the response. That's a, I suspect that's Idris. I have a strong feeling that that's Idris. It's not worth the. It's not worth the response. Let's move on. Baba will do most. I'm, I'm happy today. The um, it was a victory for the rest of the world against the the Russians. So we're good. That's all you have to say. <laughs> that's all I have to say. I think no. I already said. I think Chelsea should have won it. Yeah. Um. I also don't know why Lukaku's goal was moved offside. He was outside. He was marginally outside. Yeah, but I thought they said we're not going to call things like that this season. I don't get it. Yeah. That one I don't so, get. So I'm, I'm I'm not sure 100%. I want to say the rules for the League Cup and the league are different. I'm not 100% sure because I remember there was one time there were certain things that will fly because even VAR, that VAR was used in the league before they started using it in the League Cup. Yeah. So there's always some sort of like... like yeah. I can see Lukaku's goal standing in an EPL game. I mean, yes. I, I don't get it. I thought they said if a part of your body couldn't win these so-called marginal things. I, I don't know. To me, that was the... As someone watching the game as a neutral, I was like, no, that that's not offside. Even after I saw the lines, I was like... I thought VR was supposed to rule out, you know what I mean? Like, the obvious thing. But maybe they haven't fully implemented it and I'm reading it wrong. But I think Chelsea, honestly, I think Chelsea should have put this game to bed in the first half. Even the number of chances, and it's just unfortunate. But you know, sometimes you know the world wants to send a message to dictators that they can't keep winning, so it's all good. One main talking point I want to address, Josh. Do you think? I think that's the last main talking point. Then we can move on to the main topic. Um, yeah. Do you think Kepasha have been swapped out? Oh, no. no, I don't. I don't think so because when you look at. Uh, the form that Mendy was on during the game, like he was saving everything. So, am I? You would think that you would carry that. He would carry that momentum, 
to the penalties. And I've never been a fan of uh, the same thing. I think uh, it was like a flashback to last year's uh, Europa League finals where everyone was like, oh, Ole should have made a sub and, you know, brought in uh, what's his taken uh, De Gea out because De Gea is historically not good. Like you said, penalties, uh, luck of the draw, you know, like they, it got to the point, how many penalties was that? Like 15 or something? That's ridiculous. At that point, <laughs> it's, it gets to some academy player or yeah. a goalie. And then, you know, I didn't, they don't have that same experience to, they don't have the experience in taking uh, penalties. So I felt that she had just kept it the way it was, especially the form that Mandy was in today. Um, I think that was a bad call. Okay. Uh, um, that I agree or oppose that. No, I'm, I disagree. So I feel like with all those things, hindsight is twenty twenty, right? So you, if you look at it from Toko's perspective, he's done this two, three times, and he's gotten away with it, right? So you, oh, you know, done this before. Yeah, he did it before. He did it when we played um, uh, Villarreal in the Super Cup. Ah. Oh, I thought Kepa was already on the field. Mm -mm. Oh, he, he wasn't. Him. Okay. Yeah, he brought him in. So, and also, too, if you kind of look at saves, Kepper is, is Kepper has been good at saving penalties, right? That's his, that's his bread and butter, right? I mean, there were two games that went to penalties in the League Cup that we won. Okay. And that was all due to uh, Kepper's uh, heroics. So, as I said, it's one of those things where once you get to penalties, yeah, we might, we, I think we had the slight advantage because of our goalie. But at the same time, too, it just, it just didn't, it just wasn't meant to be, right? Um, yeah. yeah, so I, and I, I see your point like you want to keep the same goalie, right? By the same time, too, if something has worked for you before, the human beings you're, you're tempted to try to do it again. So, okay, I forgot to mention this. If you're joining us, please like, share, subscribe. It's Footy Fantasy, it's at the bottom of the uh page. Uh, like, share, subscribe, hit the notification button, turn it on. Uh, one thing I want to talk about last thing before we move on to the other topic. I saw a stat that said since they started telling goalkeepers to stop coming off their line, right? Where they have to put foot, two foot and one leg, the save rate of penalties has dropped from like 81% to about 75%. It has dropped. Yeah. So, I mean, the sample size is still small, of course, right? We know that that's how stats work. But it's just something I saw that was pretty interesting, right? you know, because it all, almost feels like now, and I started noticing that since they started doing like, Almost everybody's a good penalty taker now because, you know, like everybody takes very good penalties now. But I saw that. I was like, huh, interesting. It, it looks like it's harder for goalkeepers to save penalties now. When, now that they're taking that off the table. I think. Yeah, it does make sense because now you've got to overthink everything, right? You've yeah. got to focus on the player and try to guess, you know, based on the um, body position where they're going to go while still trying to have a boat foot on, on right. the line, right? Because he's wanting to save it and then have to retake it, which is a nightmare for goalies. So, yeah, it does make sense. It does make sense for sure. Okay. Uh, so, I have one last thing to say about the offsides. Don't you guys think, like, the angle that they always show the offsides uh, line from is kind of flawed? You would think they should show it from different angles, like aerial view, yeah. um, uh, you know, side view, like they usually show. I think that's a better way to for us to judge. And like uh, Toby had said, is you know Lukaku's like finger was offside. It's like, is he going to score with his finger? No, you know what I mean. So it's like, where do we draw the line? Because before VAR, it had to be a clear and obvious, right? Yeah. We had to see a little bit of fate. Uh, I think it was like a foot, 
was the was a distance for us to for the ref to call for the linesman to call um offsides right but now with var i feel like it's just gotten too technical um i keep using this i keep using this analogy from um example from Mourinho last season where he he joked about how um you know like he has to have players like uh, you know shave their butts so that way their hair is not offside you know what i mean it's <laughs> it's getting there ridiculous but i feel like they need to review what is truly offsides um and i'm sure we're going to talk about handball later on too so yeah, for sure uh so do you have something to say or do you yeah, have no I, I i think i think i think I, I i would agree with that i i don't know why they choose to show an angle view that that's clearly not parallel right yeah and i think maybe they're just going to the last camera angle of of, of the action shot but i don't think that's the angle vr officials are looking at when they're making the decision um and they have so many cameras like they can literally see every single place on the field so it's just what the consumers are seeing and i don't know why they're not i mean tennis that uses the whole eagle eye technology or hawkeye for 20 some years it's a cartoon and you see the line you see the ball drop boom and everybody sees them they make the decisions so i think vr will eventually get to that point but right now it's not there and I don't think it's the technology; it's the implementation of the technology. So, I mean, we just watched the what was it? We just watched the Euros recently, mm -hmm. and everyone was like, "Man, so this is how VR can work, right?" Yeah. Yeah. And then you work in the EPL, and it's the same VR, and you're wondering, "What are you guys doing?" So, hopefully, the EPL gets their act together and they they use the technology properly and they write the procedures that make sense. Um, and you know, I, I also think it takes. They're still inconsistent with when they call the referee to the side, yeah. and so teams, some teams will feel aggrieved because they're like, "Well, in this case, you didn't even allow the referee to see it." Whereas in this other case, you stopped the game for three minutes, and then they, so it, it seems as if there was a deliberation. Whereas they still talk amongst themselves, even though the game is continuing, and they can call it back. But the average fan is not watching that to see well as VR finished really. So it ends up feeling as if, oh, they didn't even consider that handball. But they probably did over the next two minutes. Uh, it's just they didn't let us know they were considering it. So everybody feels this thing is too inconsistent. Um, that file was ignored, but maybe it wasn't. We just don't know. Um, so yeah, I agree. I think VR's implementation hopefully will get better. There's no excuse in the EPL. There's literally no excuse. You know, there are other leagues with less money that are doing it properly. So it's just the English game, I guess. I agree. I agree. Uh, moving on to, I guess, I'll stay with you, Toby. The main topic for today. So, of course, background. For people who have been hiding under a rock, possibly some people might have been, uh, Roman uh, handed over um, ownership. Hey, stop. He had oh, sorry. Okay, I take that back now. Responsibility. <laughs> yeah. Still owns the whole thing. He owns the idea of ownership. He handed over custodian. That's the word. Custodian, that's that's the exact word he is custodian of the Chelsea Football Club to yeah. the foundation, right? And the real new report that came out today, I saw that two hours ago. The foundation still said they are still considering, you know, uh, the terms of this handover of custodianship of Chelsea Football Club because they they want to make sure they are not a front. <laughs> they are not a front for uh, Roman. So I, I saw that news that just yes. came out of the book on the Athletic and the Telegraph. Um, so, of course, there's a lot of criticism of Roman due to his um, links uh, with Vladimir Putin. Uh, mm -hmm. Roman came out and gave a statement 
Uh, I think the first person to talk about it was Tuko before the game, saying he understands the criticism, just giving background and context to everything. Um, the MP said there were possible sanctions. They want him not to own a club. He should handle the club. And that's one of the MP. I think it was Bryant, the Labour MP, um, said came out and said that. So there's a lot of... They said they are considering possible financial um, sanctions on Roman Abramovich and everything. So we give me that context. Mr. Toby, <laughs> tell us what your thoughts are. Okay. Sure. Tell what your thoughts are. Yeah. So g- give me a few minutes to set, set the stage. Okay. I can sympathize with, with any Chelsea fan. I can understand the moral dilemma they're facing. If 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 the Russian billionaire bought Arsenal and transformed us to a winning team, and all of a sudden Putin does this crazy thing and there's all this blowback, I would be conflicted because on one hand, I feel this guy has been a great steward of the club, right? Thanks to his money. And I would also be like, well, what's going on as well? And I want to say something for people that just think I hate Chelsea. I have been on this podcast, I've said it many times on Facebook, that Chelsea is probably the best run football club in England. Yeah. And so this takes nothing away from the professionals that run Chelsea, their scouting strategy, how they buy players, how they sell players, how they treat their coaches, their training. It's a very, very run club. I wish my club was run just as well. However, that said, I feel the entire world is waking up to a new reality where we we thought by engaging more with, with, with Putin and his cronies, we would serve as a calming influence because literally our, our futures are tied together. Jenny's making the same calculation. They get most of their gas from Russia. They're like, well, why would they blow us up if we're economically linked, right? There's this mantra the West has of don't isolate nations, but form economic ties and capitalism will cure all ills, whatever. Um, so I just wanted to say that I'm not against Chelsea, I'm not against um, the club, but I do feel um, it's it's clear we need to make some some statements, right? Which is that no one should be arguing whether Abramovich is Putin's front. Like we know he is. Like let's not argue about the stuff everybody knows about. The issue now is what do we do since we don't want to go to war, right? Nobody wants to put troops on the ground, and it's come out to say okay. Putin has made this particular move, and everybody's like, you know, WTF. Whether people want to argue, whether, you know, people have heard arguments, well, well, America went to Iraq, America went to Sudan, blah, blah, blah. And those are all, you know, I told Tom the other day that that's like saying when you're talking about when some, they just killed a black man in America and we're saying black lives matter, you two start saying, well, all lives matter too. Like, I don't want to get into the, oh, let's, let's, you know, look at this other problem over here, or, well, you know, all owners are somewhat corrupt. Of course, you know, that takes away from, from what we're discussing here. We're discussing is whether we can influence Putin's behavior or give him consequences so he doesn't do this next to Poland or to other countries. That's the discussion. And so the I feel he should not be allowed to own a football club. He should never have been allowed to own a football club. I feel the bigger travesty is Newcastle should never have been sold to the to the Saudis, right? But the West and the FA has done all these stupid decisions. And right now, you know, who knows what, what Saudi Saudi will do in five years and they will all be scrambling, oh, should we kick them out of Newcastle, blah, blah, blah. And they know why they're doing it. They're washing their money, right? They're getting influence and they're gaining friends. And it's it's all a, it's a social um, rebranding where you go into a local community and you build a local community and then you form strong ties and then they protect you when 
when your atrocities are being committed. So I, I, lit, I feel like, you know, kicking, put, kick, kicking Putin slash Abramovich out of Chelsea should not change Chelsea's trajectory. In fact, if anything, they should have received that $2 billion debt-free. And they don't need Abramovich. I don't, I don't know why they want to be still in, in, you know, linked with Abramovich. I would say the more disappointing thing in this is Chelsea's statement, right? They, they never said Russia. They never said Ukraine. They never, it's just like, oh, some tragedy that's happening. We sympathize. And I'm like, what? That's such a tone-deaf statement. I'd rather him put out any statement. They, they did Russia. mention Ukraine, though. Oh, but they didn't mention Russia. They didn't mention the aggressor. But my point is, they're hiding. It's such a such a nebulous statement to put out, and it's it's dancing around the issue. Are you or are you against the invasion? It's simple. Let's not whitewash it. It's an invasion. Call it an invasion, and they couldn't. So, which is like, I'm like thinking, who's running Chelsea? Because that PR person is clearly tone deaf. Because Chelsea put out a statement, and Abramovich gets cover, right? If I was running Chelsea PR, I put out a really, really strong statement that Abramovich can hide behind. And then I will be asking, well, why hasn't Abramovich said anything? Because I say, well, look, the football club said something. It's a British football club. But they couldn't even do that. So I don't know, man. I feel you should be allowed to own a football club, and you should kick him out. BP just did it today, right? BP has been in Rosneft. I used to work at BP for a long time. Made a shit ton of money from Rosneft gas. What happened today? The CEO of BP got called. BP has been trying to get out of that asset for Hold on, let me finish. The CEO of BP got called and was told, hey, and he said, yes, we formed all these links. We've done all these things with Russia because we thought they would be good partners. But in light of this, we are going to sell our shares. So why can't the same thing happen in... Why didn't they sell their shares when when they invaded Crimea? Okay, cool. That's a good point you can ask to BP. Why didn't they sell their shares when they invaded Georgia? Yeah, good point. What is BP doing in Sudan? Yeah, but then, then hold on, let me finish my statement. You can ask people those questions. Right now, we're asking, I'm saying, the point is the companies as ice work, they're not ice worker, all other gas companies, that are clearly in there for the money, and they are taking an even more stronger stance than a football club that doesn't need its owner anymore. Did this guy run away? What's wrong with this guy? You're back. I think he has, I think, I think. It's probably his internet connection or something. Putin is having his internet. Oh, we thought we thought Putin has taken away internet data. Okay, before we go to you know data, because yes, I know you have stronger opinions about this. Uh, Bola says great point, Toby. Okay, Dada, I, I know you have opposing opinions, so let's hear. Let's Actually, hear interestingly enough, I don't have opposing opinion. Okay, I really That's don't. Awesome. What do you mean by that? No, 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 no. Let me let me finish though. So here's the thing. Toby has made really good point. And the, the question I'm trying to ask is this. It's very, it's very convenient to take a moral stance when it does not affect your pocket, right? Like, and what do I mean by that is this. For Putin to come out, I mean, for um, Roman to come out and publicly criticize Putin. And I will tell you one thing. First of all, a lot of these oligarchs, they don't want war. And the second misconception is this. A lot of the relationship with Putin and all these oligarchs, it's not really like they like him, but it's like symbiotic. It's like, you know what? I don't really care for you as a person, but I need you and you need me. So I think we need to clear the air, first of all. Like, the relationship is not so much like, hey, you know what? I really need you. If you look back into our lobbies work in the US, right? There's some hedge fund guys who really, they may not, they may not even like Trump, right? The owner of your club donated one million to Trump. I don't know if he's a fan of all the racist things that Trump is saying. But, but, but that, that's not, that's let me not finish, though, but let me finish. Though. You know what I mean? 
You gonna let me finish, bro? You go, you go Wikipedia. It's on there. Your boy donated to Trump. So what's your point? Yeah, I'm just saying that's a wrong statement to say that. But don't tell me what's a right or wrong statement. I'm telling you facts. Abramovich was a governor. Abramovich was a politician. Was a local governor. Here's my point. Was some technocrat. I'm not saying. I'm not saying. What? Putin made a no, no, no. All I'm saying is this. You're going to let me finish, though? All I'm saying is this. You're, the owner of your club donated money to Trump. Does that make him a Trump apologist? I don't know. Does that make him Possibly. a racist? Possibly. So what? Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. So, so, so here's my point to you, then. Like, Should he be held accountable for the things that Trump is saying? I don't know. That's up to your interpretation. But if you're going to let me finish, though, I'd like to finish. So here's my point. Here's what I'm getting at. It is very, very easy to take a moral ground when something does not affect your pocket. Okay. Right? The CEO of my company probably voted for Trump. Man, I came to work the next day. I was like, you know what, man? Yo, mute. For some reason, yeah. Okay. Okay. Am I going to speak, speak against him? Probably not. So now, if you put yourself in Putin's shoes, Putin's like, yo, I have billions of dollars. My entire net worth is tied to my relationship with this guy. Right, my entire net worth is tied to this. Would I let my club make a statement that could antagonize and affect my net worth? All the things that I've worked hard for. Now, what do you want to make the argument of if God is money morally or immorally? Bruh, most billionaires are not ethical. So I don't know if you know that or not. Show me an ethical billionaire, I'm gonna show you a fucking yeah, right. You are you are you're making false equivalences. Those I'm not making false equivalences. All I'm doing is stating facts. No, I'm not false equivalency. No, it's not, it's facts. There are ranges of 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 oh there are ranges of so if you kill one person you kill a million person person depending on kill a million is worse yes, because, Man, because, because guess what if yeah, I morality does not work like that bro morality does not work like that that wait wait there's 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 well morality. you didn't let me make my point though see well, more well, okay but the, but my okay so let me let me finish then you can talk let me finish let, let me finish so my point is this I'm gonna make two points one what Putin is doing in Russia is it wrong yes. Can can Roman come out and make a point against Putin? No, because his network is tied to this. Simple as that. Now, if you can tell me today that you, if you were in Putin's shoes, I mean, if you were in Roman's shoes, you're gonna come out and talk against this guy and lose all your money. If you tell me you as a person can do that, but that, that's a that's a counterfactual. Even if I told you I would do it, there's no way to prove it. We don't need to debate what is. It's not. There's no. So let me, if I tell let me, you yes, let me, let me, like, I don't believe you. If let I me tell you me. no, yeah, this is like, a lesson in this is a lesson in logic and fallacy. Dude. All I'm doing is stating facts, bro. So no, yes, you're asking a question that can't be proven. No, no, no. Oh, I'm asking a question that you that you cannot answer. I know the answer no, to no, that no, question. I know the answer to that question. You know the answer to that question. So I know the answer to that question. It was just the answer when we can't. Oh, I, I mean, I know the answer, bro. We ain't going right yet. We're all human beings. That's the point. You can't but, prove anything. But it's but a, but but you gonna let me move on? You gonna let me move yeah, on? Yeah, but don't don't make those. You gonna, you gonna but you gonna let me talk? Though? You gonna let me talk? Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. So that being said, do you expect Roman to say something? Yeah, you can have all the expectations. Is it realistic expectations? Hell no, it's not. So I've addressed the second point. Your third point is they shouldn't allow Roman to own the club in Chelsea. But guess what, though? Wish I asked this man again. What was the British government doing when he bought the club in the first place? Can Newcastle own the club? Right? Should the owners of PSG be allowed to own PSG? So the problem is this. When it comes to money, people...
You know what I mean? Yeah, it's a bit too. What's what I'm looking for? It's a bit too late to try to retract all these things that we've done now. Okay. That is the okay. issue. That is the fundamental problem. I want to see something. I agree with you. Morality wise, club no. should have started from the get go. Hey, guess what? These are the standards that we set for you to own a football club. They should have set that standard. But guess what they did? They didn't. They're like, you know what? If you did a little bit of crime, that's okay. We're going to set the standard really high, though. A little bit is okay. Guess what a little bit does? From one million investments from a corrupt politician to one billion investment from people who are killing journalists. People forgot. Saudi Arabia is a killing journalist. But guess what? Newcastle is like, we're going to turn a blind eye. So now let me now state another point, too. Uh, there's a bank in switzerland they found out that these people were collecting money from let me finish so they were collecting money from uh corrupt politicians they were collecting money from known um human traffickers but guess what the bank needs their liquidity so my point is this zero hypocrisy or 100 is all hypocrisy there is no there is no oh a little bit of uh, morality here or none so if so, you yeah. make the argument that Roman is not allowed to own a club, I totally agree with you. The PSG shouldn't be allowed to own a club. Newcastle yeah. shouldn't be allowed to own a club. Not fact, if you've ever made money via killing another human being or discomforting another human being, you should never allow to make a club. Once you strip out all their layers, guess what club owner is going to be? Y'all going to be like Bayern Munich that's owned by the fans. That's Either you're owned by the fans yeah, like, or you're yes. not owned by anything. Yes. Yes, so right. I, I still don't see your point. And by the way, you're on mute. My fact, wasn't the previous owner of your club uh an oligarch too? He wasn't an owner, let's be clear. Let's oh, be you're clear. on mute. An oligarch. Am I still muted? No, you're not. No, you're good now. You're good. <laughs> you're good now. Can you hear me? We can. Dada, why can't you hear me? Let me address your, your fallacies. Because what you're trying to do is you're trying to smear the issues. This. Which is really impressive. <laughs> you should go on Fox News after this. But you're trying to smear the issues. The okay. issue is simply this. Go to restart. Go ahead. Whether Abramovich should not have been allowed, he was allowed. Yeah. We don't need to go back to the past. Yes. The question is, what should we do now? And why are we doing it? We're not doing it to hate Abramovich. We're literally trying, the entire world is trying to figure out how do we get Putin to understand their consequences. So when you realize the, 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 what we're debating here is what may force countries into World War III, right? Versus what can we do to let this guy know their boundaries to his irrational behavior or his ability to invade another country, then yes, I do think the EPL literally should forth, should seize Chelsea Football Club and kick Abramovich out. That's so, that's so my opinion. Let me finish. 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 We are talking about the atrocities being committed by Putin, who literally owns Chelsea Football Club. Let's not shout, let's not paint a picture like, oh, these guys were working in industry and all of a sudden they're friends of Putin and he lets them do their thing. No, this is how we know how Putin keeps his wealth outside the country. It's through his oligarchs. To your point about trying to make this an Arsenal thing and a Usmanov thing, yes, kick Usmanov out of Everton as well. And you realize two things. When they announced the sanctions, the two biggest oligarchs were kept off, Usmanov and Abramovich. And why is it? I would agree with that. It's because of the hypocrisy the West is still having. But what they're doing is what's called escalation, right? First of all, Putin does this. You put some things. Then you see how he reacts. Then you put other, other, then you put other measures, right? Initially, they didn't want to do the whole swift bank thing. Now they've done the swift bank thing. Initially, they didn't want to send weapons to Ukraine. Now the, the EU agreed to send weapons to Ukraine. First time they've ever done this in, in history. Everyone is escalating in order to stop this crisis. So for me, 
it is a point where at some point Abramovich is in Moscow. We know when he got on his private jet and flew to Moscow. So as much as people want to think this is just blah blah blah. So I feel that yes, the reaction to Putin right now from England, if they were serious, and how they were not corrupt and hadn't taken money from him, the response should be Abramovich and uh, what's his name, Usmanov, should be kicked out of Everton and and Chelsea respectively. Tomorrow, if something happens with the Saudis, because guess what? If you do this right now, and and um, what's his name, Crown Prince decides to go chop another journalist, he now knows. Okay, if I do that, huh? Maybe they may kick me out of Newcastle. And if he wants to play that, that game, logic is flawed. That, that logic is very. Flawed. My point is, okay, that's but but I don't care about the Saudis right now because once I oh, you don't it, care about the Saudis so right finish. now. I already made the point that the Saudis should never have been allowed. My point is, this is you doing all lives matter to Black Lives Matter. Right now, Russia. Let me finish that. We're talking about Russia and how do we stop Putin from doing what he's doing in in, in Ukraine? That's the crisis. What do we do? What is at our disposal to stop this guy or make him think twice? So if you want to start talking about, well, the U.S. invaded um, um, Sudan, so we should kick American owners, you're defunding the issue. That's not the issue we're dealing with right now. I see. So, so, what so, is our reaction to Putin? So, and we so, know Putin, Putin, did not, Putin did not buy shares in Chelsea. If he did, it's very, very easy. He bought shares in Chelsea through Abramovich. Why is Abramovich banned from flying into England? Why are we pretending like Oh, this we don't know what's really going on here. But anyway, to your point, you want to say I'm just on my moral high horse. I already made my speech in the front where I said I sympathize, I sympathize or empathize with Chelsea fans because it's conflicting. It is conflicting. I'll find it conflicting. I don't find it conflicting. Why? Because I don't care. I'm not a Chelsea fan. But I literally think Chelsea should be the same way with, with Everton. Kick them out. But, anyway. but I think there, I think there is a due process, right? I, uh, you both make amazing points in terms of, you know, there's due process, and I think this is the first, uh, the first step. Like we all know, uh, to be, you know, to be, to be that wealthy, you must have done some dirty business, right? We all know that, and most politicians as well have done some shady business. Um, to become that rich in Russia, you probably have to go through Putin to do that. We all know that, right? But I feel this is the first step. We don't, but it's also as much as we know that you've got to do X, Y, Z, we don't know the full extent, right? To Putin's and uh, Abramovich's partnership in terms of Chelsea and things like that. I feel this is the first step. Let's see how things go. But I feel like in a couple of weeks, if the war continues, then yeah, there might be talks of you know him relinquishing ownership of Chelsea. But I feel like sometimes we're so quick to make rash decisions when we don't have the full story at hand. You know, is this is the war, right? We no one knows if no one knows who planned the war with Putin. No one knows. What all just saying because they're all rich, um, they're all part of this plan. We don't know that. They've uh, there's news well, that. Really- yeah, I don't think I'm, I'm not blaming. I don't think Abramovich wants war. This is not a personal. Yeah. So okay, if he doesn't want war, it's like saying war. so. But, it's but, the same but, argument. It's the same argument of um, you know people are saying oh Russia should be banned from all sporting events for the next ten years, and it's like okay, that's great. That's great. Do you think I can guarantee? I, well, not guarantee, but a lot of Russians don't want this war. They don't exactly. So we need to be able to separate. Sorry, we need but, to separate the government. From the people, same thing. But, but yes, he's Russian. Yeah, 
But that's it's exactly sorry? why they're going after Abramovich, because that's the method. That's how Putin keeps his wealth outside Russia. It's that's literally through this. So yeah. That is his medium of preserving wealth. Is He enriches his technocrats. They buy real estate in London. They buy artwork in Paris. They buy shit in Toronto, in New York, in Miami. And he indirectly has those assets, and he controls. Do you think? Do you think? You think a megalomaniac? You think a megalomaniac like Putin really cares about money at this point? So why are you so upset about it then? What? Who's upset? Me? No, we're not. No, sorry, I, I just want to make a super quick point. Though, here's the thing: what I'm trying to say is this: if you truly believe that taking away assets of oligarchs would change Putin's mind, then I. So if, what, what it was the last statement? I feel yeah. like I feel like, I feel like if, you, if you think that if you think that again by seizing the assets of oligarch, that would might change. That's going to change Putin's mind. I think you're mistaken. Okay, so I say we seize all the assets of oligarchs first, and then we see what happens. What I'm saying, that, yeah, it's going to make an impact, oh, but I feel that there is a due process, right? And even then, oh, even if he was to relinquish ownership. There is that insurance policy of like what over two billion dollars. Sorry, what part of Chelsea is Abramovich's net worth? I'm not sure. You told me I'm not an Abramovich. Yeah, it's probably it's probably just like it's probably less than ten percent. But do you know what do you know what Chelsea does for Abramovich? That but then do you understand? No, no, no. So, 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 you're proposing a solution that's not even going to solve the problem. And hold on. The, the solution is to the solution is to take all his assets, not just Chelsea. Let me let me don't get it twisted. Gaps. Sorry, Dad. I what did you say? I, I want to plug some gaps. Let me take this comment first. I'll plug some gaps. Zaza says punishing the Roman people might end up strengthening their resolve to support him. To so support let, me, him. let let me plug some gaps about Abramovich and this thing. So I read, I follow a lot of like investigative journalists, right? The link between Abramovich. So I read a lot about this over the last couple of days. Link between Abramovich and um, Putin is, uh, first of all, like Toby kind of said, but he was he used to be a governor when Boris Yeltsin was, you know, the, the president of Russia. He was one of that recommended, you know, uh, Putin to be president when, when Yeltsin was living. The reality, the thing that also has come out is former Abramovich's former partner, some guy called Zelensky, I think, was killed in, in London. I don't know if people remember this. He was killed. It was former Abramovich business partner because he used to speak out against Putin. He was killed. So Putin and Abramovich is one kind of what Dada said, but even in a lighter way, in the sense that um, Abramovich is kind of afraid of Putin. He's well stated. That's why he cannot. He doesn't speak out against him. It's for his safety, and that's why he's trying to separate his assets from himself because of like the fear of Putin. Like I don't think it's. Um, I honestly don't think it's like their friends or anything. Not in bed together. Yeah, I don't think so. so. Oligarchs don't even like Putin, bro. Like, I, so, but, but. So, I would like is, the person that made me a billionaire. No, the thing oh, is, I don't know. It's not about that. Just with that. Yeah, like business partner, in the sense that so, another fact I wanted to bring up was 2018, right? 2018 euros in Russia. Abramovich was a big person in making that happen with FIFA. I don't know if most people know that he was one of the biggest influence that made it happen with FIFA. With the Fantino and Putin was all of them a part of it, right? It was due to Abramovich influence. So it's almost like they are not they are not friends. They are like business, but like scratch my back, I scratch your back. That's the best way I can explain. That's that's the relationship they have. But it's well stated that Abramovich is very very afraid of Putin. I'm not saying 
and I, I'm going to say my thoughts quickly. My thoughts are, I think sports washing has been a big problem. Like I've had videos, I've, I've sent videos to people, I think I've sent it data, I've sent it to different people before about sports washing. I've been screaming about it for a while, but a lot of people always try to go to the angle of what about it, where it's like, oh, but you know, America, I was like, sports washing is a big problem. You know, it started with Chelsea, of course there's Man City, uh, PSG, we know it's well stated now Newcastle, like I think sports and football should do more because for so long what we've been doing is oh sports and politics separate. It's clear that it's not. It's a rebranding exercise. It's very very clear. And where do you draw the boundaries, right? I that's my opinion. Where do you draw the boundaries? Sports washing. I, I can I make a good can I make a quick point though. Yeah, so, so here's a problem. So today every one of us we watched uh, Chelsea play Liverpool, right? Fantastic game. We all enjoyed it. We're happy seeing Salah, all these players doing all these great skills. Fantastic, right? Here's a question I'm posing to everyone in this forum, and and this is the issue with like morality. is it, It's a very very tough position. I read a quote that said, "It's hard for you to make a man realize what he's doing wrong if his paycheck depends on." not knowing he's doing something wrong, right? And for us as fans, it's hard for us to realize all these things because we enjoy the entertainment. So the question I pose all of you is, if you remove all the money that came from Roman, PSG, City, all these people, all these billionaires, right? What will football look like? Other billionaires will buy it. I'm, I'm sorry? I think other billionaires will buy it. Correct. But I think, but I, it's also, okay, it's I, also I, like, I think we're, we're just, I think we're also trying to compare it to like Nazi Germany. I think it's totally different. It's not like all these rich guys have come together and said, "Oh, let's take over Ukraine and blah blah blah." I don't think it's like that. It's the same thing. It's like, um, uh, what was the point I was going to use? I forget the point I was going to use. Sorry, you guys can go ahead. I forgot my. Yeah, but, but, but hold on, Dad, let me answer your question. I think football will look just the same. Because Daniel Ek, let me finish. Daniel Ek wants to buy a football club. Abramovich wasn't the economist that leaked that they made two offers to buy Chelsea. Um, some consortium of billionaires that made two offers to buy Chelsea from Abramovich in the past week. That leak away was Financial Times that made made that that disclosure. So other clubs will buy it. The, I think your point is should national states and and now would football be no sorry 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 though national states is a very very tricky term because here's the thing. There are a lot of funds that you look at Saudi sovereign fund, right? Yeah, it's initial states. That's state one thing, state. but guess what, though? That's also the same. Yeah, I know what he was. I think I know what he was going to say. He was going to say that's also the same fund that invests in solar and it gets they invest in infrastructure all over the world. I yeah. get do you know what these funds do? But I don't think football will be worse off if you have a, a clause that says you must have a certain standard. Yeah. KYC before you can own a football club, and if your money is dodgy and if your money is this thing, then sorry, you can't own a football club. They do that in America all the time. Yes, yeah. it's more of a boys' club, but you you check and you say, what are we doing here? We do we want these kind of people owning these assets? Because to your point, I have sports washing because then they built so much goodwill, yeah. like the entire city of Newcastle would be in debt to the Saudis if if they if they avoid relegation. And they qualify for Champions League next next year. So how would the UK feel if they have to go sanction the Saudis for doing something? And that's the problem it creates. That's what sports washing is. And I do. And I, yeah. So I yeah. Twenty eighteen during the Euros, right? When the Euros was happening, literally, that's when the invasion of Crimea was happening. Like, I most people did not shed light on it because everybody was focused on Euros in Russia, guys. Let's forget that. Let's not forget that the Euros was held in Russia twenty eighteen. 
2018 euros four years ago and everybody was focused on that when there was an invasion <laughs> there was an invasion in Crimea. so that's 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 just explains sports washing in a nutshell hold that uh, let me quickly take this co uh, uh comments that that no one can deny chelsea is most high profile assets uh says irony how city players stand up for ukraine while city owners did not go to hold russia accountable that's true that's that's a good point go on josh yeah i was just gonna say um basically uh sorry i'm kind of losing my train of thought here today um but i think yeah i just feel like once again i think uh we're being we're being too uh we're being too harsh right on not being too harsh but i think we're being too quick to make judgments um, you know, look at the World Cup in Brazil, the World Cup in South Africa. Look at, you know, the hardship that people were going through to to um, to make this events happen. Nobody said anything. You know, look at Qatar, the World Cup in Qatar. You know, it's basically modern day slavery. No one's talking about these things. Right. So it's the same thing with the moral compass. And also, if you are at a company whereby your CEO was involved in some massive scandal that you know, that he had to step down and go to jail. Should you, okay, should you, as a moral person, would you, would you say, okay, I'm going to quit my job because I was working, I was getting paid by somebody who was involved in this, in some shady business. Would you give up your paycheck? I don't, the I don't think, probably no. No, I don't think so. And I don't think you should have to, but once again, I think that, that, um, that, you know, making those two things equal is, I don't fully agree with it. And I, I, I will disagree with you. I think a lot of people spoke up about the World Cup in Qatar and yeah. how they were killing, um, using pretty much slave labor. Um, 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 it, it just didn't get the national, I mean, it got a lot of national attention. People spoke up about it. Some people said they were not going to go to the World Cup, but yeah. we know the World Cup still is still going to happen. And, it's, and when people spoke out about it, guess what? They went and they hired influencers and they actually changed some of the hiring practices, not to say, Qatar is 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 a is a patron saint of human rights. No. But people did speak up about it. And then, so that means like Qatar shouldn't be allowed to host the World Cup then if you draw the same but people have said mm -hmm. those things even before Qatar was giving the World Cup. A lot of people were like they shouldn't be allowed to host the World Cup. That's an argument a lot of people made. Yeah, that's 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 but here's the thing, but so so Toby, here's the thing I'm I'm just finding it hard to get on board with you. Like I, I completely agree. Russia is in the wrong. Like, I agree with you with all these things. My problem is this. Why should we... Is it because Ukraine is a trend and that's why we're saying all this? I feel like the problem is deeply rooted. So if you can't just say, you know what, I'm, I'm, I'm going to do this year now because it's Ukraine, but I'm going to allow X, Y, Z. This no. is structural. So let me tell you, let me answer that question. And so, I, I, I thought I answered it. My, my, it's all about how do you respond to the crisis we face today? Yeah. The crisis we face today well, is not... the same crisis, though. Sorry, say that again. Like we're still facing the same crisis, though. Like Saudi is still bombing Yemen. There's still like human rights yeah, 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 yeah. going yes. on. And I think all the players have not stopped, and they're never gonna stop. But but you know that you know that it takes the world doesn't you know Obama said this is not a very perfect union. Sometimes you go back and forth. But the point is, I think it takes an event like this, which is historic. Let's yeah. be clear. When when Putin took over Crimea, not one shot was fired. Like this, they basically basically rolled it and they're like, all right, we're not gonna fight with you, right? And now it's miscalculated on this, and this is staying in the news. And now, guess who's fighting him? It's not the West that's fighting him; it's the Ukrainians that are fighting him. So this is now become against NATO. This versus that. To what does what does Ukraine? What do Ukrainians really want? Apparently, they don't want you in their country. 
So you can make all the statements about NATO, this, blah, blah, blah. They shadow want you in their country. So I think where it starts and where it stops, that is to say, the response we're talking about now is how do we respond to today's crisis? And unfortunately... So, 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 so let, me, let, me, let me do something I don't like doing. But is there any reason why we're placing a lot more value on this specific crisis? Because, I mean, in the past few oh, years... Man, it's just because of the current crisis. I, I don't yeah, think, no, no, it's not just... It's, it what I'm just saying is, like, how come, how come previous events that have transpired in the world that has affected people, right? But, okay, I can't go back to... Oh, we lost him. I can't go back. At, I don't know the answer to that. Maybe someone else knows the answer to that. But I think in history, we look back at this and see of all the historical things that happened in the 20th century. This is... I mean, I can, give you the answer to that. I, mean I can give you the answer to that. Well, I don't think you. Well, hold on. Before you give an answer to that, let me make because my point. Eurocentric, Eurocentric events are weighted higher on the world stage. That's it. I mean, if you don't want to say it, I'm gonna say it. Yeah, I do agree with that. Eurocentric. It. Okay. It's very selective morality. It's nobody selective morality. But, but I believe, sorry, yeah, but it's selective where, morality. Where, where have all? Let's talk about all the major wars that that can turn the world into a nuclear. What did Putin do today? He said his nuclear thing is going on alert. Yeah, talk about destroying the entire world as we know it, right? So the stakes here are pretty effing high, right? If no, if, not really. Not really. Then let me finish. If England or the US mistakenly gets drawn into this war, this is World War III with, with, with superpowers that are nuclear capable. This is very, very different as much as we don't want to agree with it as Nigeria fighting uh, Burkina Faso or whatever. Like the stakes there are just not as high. Or Argentina fighting. I'm saying the stakes are not as high because the world will not, as we know it, will not change. If anybody no, fires no, a nuclear no, weapon, would not change or would not care. It would not care. Not that not care. No, Where I think it's more not care. No, no, hold on. It's that's not true. If 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 there were nuclear weapons in in Sudan, right. best believe the world would care. That's the issue. Sudan is not going to... So here's the thing. So just to understand... See, this is what happens when... It's you, not by human life. Then. So let's, I think let's bring you're it making us, You're making let's, us... Let's bring to, to depth and let's focus just on... Let's just skip it on I'll this. wrap this up so that we can talk yeah, about it. Yeah, let's just keep it on this. My point is this is the crisis we face today. Yeah. We respond to this crisis. Then we enact, then we enact, enact laws that go after this thing, prevent this kind of thing from happening again, which is probably what you're going to see in England. It's because of this... There will never be another, hopefully, there probably will not be another Newcastle takeover. And that Newcastle takeover may be under scrutiny. They may find some way to, it depends on money. I don't want to give my faith to politicians. But they are going to make some changes because everyone assumed Putin was, okay, just corrupt and just a dictator. And they accepted his bounds of behavior. And now he's showing, oh, you thought that was how far I can go. I can go really far. The, um, where's that place that exploded in, in Ukraine that has the nuclear waste? There's literally nuclear, there's nuclear waste. Yeah. yeah, this is these are worldwide events yeah. that can trigger so the next war, in my opinion. So in terms of implication, right? So let me just as a Chelsea fan, so so I'd like to assume. Oh, we lost them again. <laughs> let me each question wrap up. Uh, Toby, what just wrap up? What's your wrap-up thoughts about this? Let Josh go first. I've spoken a lot. Okay, Josh. Yeah, like I said, you guys have made some great points. Like, um, you guys have come from two different angles, which is pretty good. Because I think in today's day and age, everyone is on the moral bandwagon and everyone just wants to say the right thing. Um, but I but I do agree that at some point, um, I think 
like I said, with the whole ownership thing, I don't think it makes a difference whether he's the owner or not. I don't think it's really going to make um, a, a big difference in the overall decision of Putin in stopping the war. Um, but other than that, I, I, it's, it's sad what's happening. And um, yeah, that's all I can say is I don't really have I don't really have anything to say in terms of, you know, if it would make a difference or not. So, OK, yeah, Let me say just two comments. I'll let that wrap up his own. Then I'll, I'll say my own. And then we can move on to that topic. Zaza says, it depends on who's doing the wrong. Team America World Police can be punished. Iraq was bad. <laughs> but who was going to punish Bush? Yeah, that's a good point. That's deep politics. <laughs> Qualified immunity. Dada, wrap up. <laughs> Just, wrap up segment. Sorry, Come lastly, on. what I would say is this. When you, when you, whoever gives you money, you owe them, right? So I think if you want to start blame, the blame starts with FIFA. Right, the more money you pump into a system, the more entertaining it is. Uh, us as fans, we stop asking questions because we've ripped the benefit of of more money into the system. Simple as that. Second of all, I don't know if this would have a long term implication for Chelsea. Personally, I think this is just like, hey, let me let time die down, let's chill, and I, I think football and everything will go back to business as usual. That's my point. In as much as we want to buy players for 120 million. We want to buy players for 90 million. That money's got to come from somewhere. And newsflash, those who have the money are the billionaires. And those who have, and those who are billionaires are necessarily, I mean, you only have a finite amount of billionaires, right? So if you want to be doing $150 million transfer, paying players 40, 100 grand uh, every week, something has to give. So that's 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 just my, my point entirely. That's all I have to say. Good point. So my wrap up, this is my own personal opinion, not opinion of anybody on here, is like, I think football should do more. I honestly think um, there should be boundaries because this sitting and just watching sports watching and not understanding the implication of sports watching that where that's gotten England and the world to is very, very dangerous. So I think football should do more. I'm not an expert on this, but just being a football lover, I think there's there are other ways you can uh, own football, Sponsor football, whether it's you know like fifty plus one, there are plenty of other ways. We know that when FIFA or football wants to find solutions, I always go back to this. Like what happened? We saw literally football continues in the pandemic, and everything went. They, they they found a way to test, and the games went. When they want to find a solution, they will find a solution. There's a solution to this where, like Toby, I said, there are multiple billionaires everywhere. There are other ways that. Um, Football can be owned, in my opinion, than all of this. Let's move on. To... Sorry, can I just add one last point? Sorry, that was why I kind of lost. My... Sorry, today I've been in meetings all day, so my train of thought is like. But um, some some might uh, disagree. But you look at the continent of Africa. Yeah. Right. That is the definition of invasion, abuse. Name any 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 any. Bad, any word that you want to use, right? This is Africa, right? But the world has done nothing, right? We're still having people killed for diamonds and whatever, right? I'm going to use this example. So in Canada, uh, we went through a whole month of the convoy truckers. I don't know if people heard about it around the world. Yeah. Um, whether you agree with their reason for protesting or whatever it is, in a democratic society, you have the right to protest, Right? against the government, doesn't matter what it is. Um, our prime minister, Trudeau, did absolutely nothing 
He didn't talk to the to the convoy members, which as a leader of a country, it is your primary duty, whether you don't want to or not, or you don't feel is right or not. As a democratic leader, you should always have the table open for conversation, whether you agree with them or not. The means of, of getting rid of the convoy truck, that was, um, that went against democracy, the pillars of democracy. But what did the Western world do? Kept quiet, kept quiet. It was all over the news. Everyone was complaining. Even Canadians that were against the convoy said that was not right. The way, you know, a, a peaceful protest like that. The West did nothing. If this exact same incident, well, our prime minister, uh, this incident happened in, in the summer with India and the farmers. Our prime minister was in support of the protest. If the same uh, events happened elsewhere, whether it's in Africa, in Asia, in South America, wherever, that's not the West. All the, the Western world would have come together and said, this is not right. This is this should not happen. Uh, whatever, you know, they would probably have sanctions and, you know, there'll be hashtags everywhere. So this is where I say, you know, when we, when it comes to, it's very selective. I think uh, that is set that with the whole Eurocentrism. It's whatever America, NATO, believe is important. Even though the war is important, we know that. But there's so many issues that have happened in the world that we've all had a blind eye to, whether we've gone on Twitter and, you know, preached on Twitter, hashtag, whatever. At the end of the day, if organizations like FIFA, governments do not listen, then it's just it's just hot air at that point. So that was the point I wanted to bring when I say we all understand about morality and the right thing to do, but I think it's all about agendas. When it's when it's when it favors the West, it becomes a big deal. But when it doesn't really favor the West, everyone uh puts a blind eye to it. So okay, good point. People, let's uh, move on. Uh Zara said the football not generate enough money to pay for the business. Billionaires are not necessarily needed. Okay, good point. Uh Let's move on. This one is quick. So for the rest of the segments, I'm going to just I'm try to breeze through this. No need for too much conversation. Antonio Conte, I'll just jump in first quickly and say, I don't think that his rant was valid. I think he pretty much proved uh, a Jose moment there, a Jose moment there. Like, you knew what you were dealing with. You knew what we walked in. You know, you know Daniel Levy. You knew what was, what was on. Um, when he beats Man City, he was okay with the players. <laughs> He was very okay with the players. All of a sudden, he loses to Burnley. He comes and like gives a rant about like, oh, they should, you know, um, question. They should assess everything, assess his position, assess. Pretty much came the if somebody I said that comment. You know, it's like if I gotta go, everybody gotta go. Yeah. Kind of comment. Like, what what was that about? I think that's just him just being a crybaby. Because yes, we know Spurs because they they bought players, right? They bought players in January. They gave him. It's January market, we understand, but he still got Ventaco and got um, uh, Kuliskevsi. Those are good players. I mean, they're world class, but that he knew this. So him coming and throwing toys out the pram, I think he's just being, that's a bratty attitude. Like, people will love who are giving him pass. I see people say, oh yeah, Conte doesn't take nonsense. I've seen a lot of comments. What? He hired on, he's an employee of Tottenham Hotspur. He came on, he knew what it was. He could have waited to the summer, and if he doesn't like it, he can walk. We know he can do that. He did that in Inter, then walk in the summer. Don't in between the season after you've lost the game and then realize that these players are not good enough. Please spare me. He he, he should be accountable for that. So that's my thoughts. Uh, I don't know who wants to go next. 
was tough. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. I think I think he was just overreacted and the loss pained him, right? I think Spurs, if you look at the games they've had, if they had beat Burnley, because they won yesterday, or was it today? Leeds. Yeah, they beat Leeds yesterday. Yeah, three. So they would still have a strong chance of finishing top four, probably in the driving seat. So I think he was just reacting to that. It's like, look, um, I can't have this going on. But that's EPL for you. And the last time it was an EPL, it was with Chelsea that was flush. And um, and he wasn't playing in Europe, right? Because didn't he come over and take over after Chelsea finished 10th or so or 9th? Yeah. That's when he came in. So he was playing, you know, one game a week, whatnot, and having a ball of his life. So I think it's just the pressure. I'm like, EPL is, is very, very difficult this season, right? So there's the gap between the haves and the haves not is very slim. Um, and so you can't just show up at Burnley and think you're going to win. Plus, what he forgot was everybody watched that um, Spurs, um, Spurs City game and saw exactly how Spurs played. And then Burnley watched it and said, well, you think you can do this? We'll show you how to play. <laughs> we'll show you how to play this low block. This is what we literally do every day of our lives. Right. How to play, right? Spurs didn't play football against City. As much as people are saying, oh, they, they, that was not the football game, right? Not that so it was kicking long to Son and having fine Kane and then go, right? So Burnley was like, oh, okay. What are you going to do next week? And that's where I think his frustration stemmed from because how he felt was exactly how Guardiola felt. Yeah. Losing that game to them, and now they did it to him, and he's throwing his prime. So I agree with you. I think he's just behaving badly. Yeah. 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 yeah that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I and I I do agree with everyone here. I think, like you said, it was a Mourinho moment. Yeah. Um, you know, what do you think? You're. It, it was classic. It was classic Tottenham. You know, to pull a performance like that against City, and then you know shit the bed against Burnley, but. It's like he's acting like he didn't really know the team that he was, you know, that he was uh, taking over as coach. Like he probably has probably watched Mourinho's uh, commentary, right? The frustration. And I can, I, I do understand. It's very frustrating, you know, even as fans, you know, to see your team do so well against a team that they had no business beating. And then, you know, you drop points to the last place team in the league. It is very frustrating, but. I think the antics was a bit too much. And um, someone said it best. It's like, you know, Conte and Tottenham kind of go together in consistency, inconsistency with his statements. One day he's like, you know, it's a hard job, but I think we have the right tools to improve. And then the next day he's all like pulling his hair out that it's the end of the world. So, um, yeah, I think it's, it's ridiculous, but I'm sure um, after that Leeds game, he probably had a different, um, he had a different, uh, mindset. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure. Dada, go ahead. Uh, yeah, I agree with you guys. Um, I think all Conte is trying to do is is just trying to hedge his downside risk. So it's kind of like, look, if I perform well, he's doing the Mourinho thing, as you said. I, you know, if I perform well, it's me. And if I don't perform well, it's somebody else. So I think for him, it's kind of like he has his eyes on his next job. And he just want to make sure, like, look, you guys ain't about to mess up my my pristine record right because at the end of the day Conte is considered a good manager so if things don't work out in Spurs you can easily point out to hey look I didn't have the right players right so he probably has his next uh his next job on his mind and my my guess is more than likely he's gonna leave at the end of the season if they don't make top four so he's just trying to make sure hey my next job 
you know, I'm, I'm, I'm good. That's all he's doing. So, but, but the thing I'm surprised about is how the club lets him get away with that though, right? It's, it almost seems like no one is, no one is checking him. And I think the reason is he knows he's better than Spurs and Spurs knows that Conte is better than them. So it's kind of like, you know, when you're dating a guy that's a 10 and you yourself, you're a two. You know, you kind of have to like, you know what I'm saying? You got to be like, all right, cool. I'm, I'm going to let you say that, right? So I think that's what's going on right now. <laughs> that's a good point. That's a good point. Okay, let's move to predictions. You don't need to tell me why in these predictions. Just give me your EPL winner, top four in order, and Champions League winner. That's all I need from you. I'm going to go to Josh right because I know you're ready. Josh. Yeah. <laughs> um obviously, oh geez, I know I can't I can't say why. Uh oh, geez, why. I would still pick City uh okay. as favorites to win. Uh Liverpool is really close. Liverpool is really close right now. But I would say Liverpool, um, I think we're gonna have the closest uh title race since um the Liverpool um City title rate that ninety how many points that they had back then I think it's not going to be exactly that but I think we're going to see a lot closer of a race and then I still believe Chelsea will finish third okay. the fourth place is very hard that's that's the that's a difficult one to uh, to put my finger on but if I was if I had my fan hat on I would say Manchester United just because of our squad depth but realistically uh, I want to say. Arsenal to finish fourth. If they um, if they have no injuries and the players are healthy, I would say Arsenal. Okay, Champions League winner. Oh, Champions League! Uh, Champions League. I in the last show I did have PSG and Liverpool potentially make into the finals. Um, I want to say PSG, and now that the Champions League is now in France. Uh, yeah, I think this might be uh Mbappe's way to say goodbye. Okay, okay, Toby, let's go. Tell me, yes, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay, um, similar to Josh, I think Liverpool will win it. Sorry, I think City would win it, yeah. and then I put Liverpool second. I think City wins it three to five points. Um, then third, I have Chelsea. And then fourth, I have Arsenal. Um, I think Arsenal probably has the easiest schedule going in. And the game in hand they have. So the game in hand to make them play the same points is with, um, I believe it's with, it's with City or with Liverpool, one of them. Um, and then the Arsenal is still going to play Spurs. That game, you know the FA is waiting to schedule it when it's going to be the biggest um, um, draw for viewers. So don't be surprised if they schedule the last day of the season, especially if those two teams are fighting for fourth. Um, and then, so that's that's top four for me. I, 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 United had top four lockdown and I just don't know how they pissed it away. But um, I think the schedule in, in March for United is devastating. Um, and I, I don't, I just don't see them getting it. Um, that's my top four. Champions League winners, I'm gonna still go with City. Um, I think they, they, they deserve it. I think they're the dark horse. I don't know why people are bringing them that highly this season, but 
Uh, I don't see a lot of problems in that squad. Um, and if if Mario doesn't over, sorry, if um, Guardiola doesn't overthink himself and doesn't try and solve every problem with Carlos, he gets the final. <laughs> he 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 would win it. Like like I think this is the year they. If they get to the final, I think they win it this year. I don't care who they put. Uh, actually, I'm gonna go on the other side. I think Liverpool is gonna win the win the league, especially after this cup run. There's just there's just something about winning cups that you know kind of gets teams fired up. So I have Liverpool winning the league. Uh, I actually have Arsenal. So top four is gonna be uh, Liverpool, City, Chelsea, and Arsenal. Uh, and Champions League. Uh, I think Chelsea is going to retain the cup again. So, just, just going to throw that out there. You were smiling when you said that. You couldn't even say that with a straight face. <laughs> I did not say it with a straight face, actually. It was not with a straight face. So, um, yeah. And uh, what else is an Yeah, so that's it. So, that's it. Yeah. Uh, Champions League is going to be Chelsea. Is that Chelsea? Okay. okay. Yeah. Uh, I think it's going to be City for the league. Liverpool second. Very close. Might be one or two points actually. I think we might see something similar to the final day, the final two days. Uh, Chelsea third. I think Spurs will finish fourth. I really do think they'll finish fourth. That's um, yeah. I, I, I pick Spurs fourth. Uh, so I think City will win the league. Um, like I said, Champions League. I think Liverpool will win Champions League. I hate as a United fan, I hate it, but I think they will. I think they just have everything. They have everything. They have everything to win Champions League. They have it. Like, yeah. Like structural team game, Van Dyke is looking back to his best. You know, all injuries I see can scoop them if you know they need Thiago back for sure. But then they have firepower, they can win individual talent. So, yeah, that's those are my picks. Let me quickly take comments before we go to the uh, final topic, which is kudos and donkey of the week. Uh, says I was on. This I saw this on Red Cafe about Conte's performance. Four wins, one zero for Watford, 97 mid winner, three two versus Leicester, 96 winner, 96 equalizer. Wow, 97 winner versus City. Wow, okay, 95 winner, three zero versus Palace. Well, I kind of that kind of be 95 winner there. Played against 10 men for 60 minutes, two draws. Liverpool played against 10 men for 50 percent. Played against 10 men. Okay. Interesting. Interesting stats. Um, that explains, you know, new um, new coach. Um, yeah, growing pains. Kind of like at United, it's growing pains. Growing pains, right? Yeah, that's, that's what I, I'll think about that. So, uh, someone said, City, Liverpool, Chelsea, Arsenal. Winner, Liverpool. That are you are the man. Yep, Chelsea for you. You're for Champions League. All right. No, I, don't, I don't see that happen. But, hey, I know me and Dada have a, we have a bet going. So the final uh, segment, weekly award, kudos and donkey of the week. Dada, you want to go first? Uh, sure. Uh, does it, it doesn't have to be a football person, right? <laughs> it has to be football. <laughs> it has to be football, okay. Because yeah. if it was donkey, I was going to give it to Toby. Okay, related. I was going to give it to Toby if it was donkey. <laughs> uh, uh, man, um, geez. Honestly... It might have to go to uh, it might have to go to uh, Bruno Fernandez actually. So I saw the wow. yeah, and 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 and, and just because I know it's such a tough player to criticize because he's done so well, 
But yeah. lately, but then again, I don't watch a lot of United games. The last two games I've seen him play, it's just is 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 not been himself. We have a name for him. We have a new name that's coined. That's coined. Um, <laughs> Bruno, it's Bruno, Bruno Westbrook. That's <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, you know what? Sorry, you know what the key. You know what the key thing you said there. You don't watch Manchester United enough, <laughs> so you just watch the two games. So let me just say the two games you watch is it's typically his average performance. But you can continue. Bruno Westbrook, he's always jacking up shots. If people don't understand, by that reference, just jacking up. He's just wasting the ball. It's very wasteful. But yeah, he, his production is incredible. So you cannot fault that for sure. Yeah, but anyway, so hero that would go to um, I don't know his name, but the Liverpool goalkeeper. Oh, uh, you know, I thought that was a lot of pressure. Uh, Keller or something? Yeah, uh, I thought that was a lot of pressure on, uh, yeah. on the young keeper. I think he really performed well. I probably have given it to Mendy because Mendy has some ridiculous saves. But when you end up making so much good saves and you lose, uh, the only reason why I would not give it to, to Kepa, I just feel like Kepa has had so much stick, right? But yeah, so that would be my ear and donkey for the week. Okay. Uh, and the honorary, honorary donkey goes to Vladimir Putin, of course. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Josh. Um, so donkey of the week, I will give it to the ref uh, for the uh, city Everton game because that was ah, that was that was just yeah. that was just, oh, that's oh, a good like, point. That's atrocious. Yeah, yeah, I was with um city fans at the time because we had just finished the United game and everyone was like, "Are you kidding me?" Over the city fans, you're like, "This is a joke, right?" <laughs> so I think he's a donkey of the week and he should not ref till the end of the season i think he needs to i think refs need to you know be held accountable i'm tired of seeing refs get away with with i don't want to say murder but they get away with a lot of stick a lot of things that they should not get away with um and um hero of the week uh um i was gonna give it to liverpool just because they won uh because they won the um uh, because they won the uh, what's it called the uh, yeah for, um, the Carabao Cup yeah I'll give it to Liverpool and uh, I would say also I'll give it to uh, what's his name um, to Mendy I think Mendy has been tremendous and you know and I actually did have a, I asked the question in my other group chat and I said uh, since Mendy has won the um, uh, the Carabao Cup and uh, now the uh, what's it called sorry. I had a question. This was before the end of the game. I said, if Mendy or Mane were to win the Carabao Cup and they also won the Africa Cup of Nations, does that make them candidates for uh, the Ballon d'Or? Because according to Messi, when it comes to Messi, he just needs to win one trophy and he's given the Ballon d'Or. So that was my question as a joke. Hey, question. Hey, but no I will give it to Mendy. I think he's no um, extremely underrated. Um, and yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, Toby, don't go for Messi, please. He's there. There's a reason why that man is there. He's the big man. Don't go for the big man. <laughs> um, I think kudos. I'm going to give it to Aubameyang. Was he scored another goal yesterday? Or was it today? So. Oh, okay. Wow. This is. I, yeah, you know, Aubameyang is on fire. This is like a sending direct to your club. Is this indirect? No, 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 no. <laughs> I like no. To be honest, most all Arsenal fans love Aubameyang. Most. Arsenal players for Aubameyang, and I'm sad to see him leave the way he did. I don't think he fits the system of Teta is trying to play. I get that. I'm just sad to see him leave the way he did. But I actually, 
it's tough to to leave that way and then hit the ground running so quickly. I get that his his hat trick, the third goal was a fluke. It does bounce up on him. But he scored a he scored he scored a, a worldie today. Or was it yes. yesterday? today? Yes, so yes. kudos to him for getting his his his, his life back. Um, and I agree with Josh about the the don't get should be the ref uh, at the city game. I don't think anyone has done anything as stupid as uh, indefensible. I mean. There's so many decisions that you just like, whoa, but like, I get the technicality. I, I don't even get it. It's, it's all good. Let's just give that guy the don't give week. I'm good. Okay. Okay. I'll say mine to wrap up the show. My kudos goes to Son and Kane for beating the record of a uh, like combination for goal contributions oh, yeah. in the Premier League for, for duo. They are on 37. They're beating, and the people on that list, it would make it more impressive, in my opinion, right? Henri and Pires, those are. All-time great EPL players won big things. The next on the list, I think, who was the next? Lampard player? and Drogba. Lampard, Lampard and Drogba. Drogba. Exactly, that's crazy when you think about it. So, because of course, those those are all-time great players, but a lot of what they did to was facilitated by the team around them. Look at what these guys have had to work with. You know, I think that's incredible. So they get my kudos of the week for sure because that's incredible. Because most of their team for so long have been bombs, you know, and that tells you the work, you know. That my man Poch did in that team. A lot of people like try to say he didn't do well. It shows now over the years the kind of work that man did there. Uh my donkey of the week goes to FIFA. Absolutely, just because of the way this whole issue regarding like postponement of the game. Like it took them for a while first to first criticize like Russia before they agreed. Oh, actually, okay, we'll postpone the Champions League. Oh, okay. Poland comes out and Sweden. We're not playing in Russia. Like, what the hell? That's okay. Maybe we can go to a neutral place to play. It's just it's just a mess. You can see because Infantino and Putin are very close. Like it's don't you yeah. watch that 2018? It was very obvious. It's like, come on now. This is just an absolute mess. So I think FIFA, like we have always known how corrupt they are, you know, with Qatar, with Russia, it's like they don't care. So they 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 are my eternal donkeys for sure. They're my donkey of the week. Uh we've come to the end of the show. For all the people in the comments, thanks. For people viewing us, thank you. For Toby, thanks for joining us, Mr. Anytime. Mr. Call him Toby Slav. Toby Slav. <laughs> Hopefully, they'll Toby give you Slav. Ukrainian passports. <laughs> <laughs> oh, actually, it was funny enough. I did see on the news today. Um, it was on uh, it was on BBC News, and they were interviewing um. Uh, in Nigerian in Ukraine uh, with his Ukrainian wife and kid as, as they were at the, um, I think they were at the border, uh, Poland's border trying to get in. But it was just funny that you did mention that. Yeah. But they're not letting the Nigerians on the bus though, but that's not, that's not the current crisis. We're not going to talk about that. That's not current <laughs> crisis, you know. <laughs> that's not current crisis. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, <laughs> I'm going to end the show. We can stay on after I go I end the broadcast. We can stay on. <laughs> Thanks, everyone, for joining us. We're out. Right, bye. <laughs>